Welcome to the Art of Ashan podcast. I'm Ko. And I'm Yao. Good to see you again, brother. It's been a while, but I'm glad we're back again here having a great conversation. You know, one thing that happened, um, I, was, I was just thinking about back in college, because I know we've been talking about light and darkness. We've been talking about how to live a more um, godly life in a sense that how you achieve your purpose and your goals at the same time being in alignment. So I just remember when I was back in college, some of my brothers and sisters who, because they knew I came, my dad was a pastor, they knew I came from a religious background. So when it always takes time for us to have conversations, sometimes the conversations fell into the realm of like a defense. Like, I know you're in the church, but I don't do this. Or they felt a little uneasy at times. And it was always, I felt like it was my job to kind of normalize the situation to let them know I'm no better than them and that we're all the same. Have you, did you ever run into those type of issues going yeah, up I, I, when you were in college? Trying to practically, well, I went to the, you know, I went to the, uh, the Christian liberal arts university. So the, the context was a little different, but yet, no, still the same because they're like, well, you same know, thing. I don't, I don't know all the, the Bible like you, da, da, da. there's always this comparative because that's the way we've been systematized to think that think, there's right. this kind of comparison or com- competition um, about who knows what and who doesn't know what. But at the end of the day, the book, that's that's when you're coming at, you're coming at things from a religious standpoint. But once it becomes right. more relational and you read the book from a, a group of peoples that the Most High was interfacing with that was supposed to play a role in all of creation, then you begin to see things more from a practical standpoint. And that took me years to get there. So now I see the scriptures from a cultural as opposed to religious set of rules. Because if it's by rules, then I've broken a lot of rules. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, but you know, that idea of rules and boundaries, um, almost like putting, operating in a box. And you, we find that a lot of times it becomes very difficult because even when we talk about youth, we talk about ourselves. I mean, any humankind. They t- we tend to go the other direction because we feel like it's too difficult and you feel constrained, you feel constricted, like you can't be free. You know, I, like I was saying in our previous conversation, uh, I heard on a podcast, a gentleman say that everyone, got, the gift of God is freedom. The whole idea of life has been given by God and that's the idea of freedom. But it's man's system and structures who take that freedom away and force you to live in this suppressed environment. So things that we think are abnormal in actuality could be normal, but it's because you're in a constraint. You're in a, a more of a crouch position. You feel like you don't have any room to breathe and it's just everything is overwhelming. And oftentimes we find we, we see that a lot of times in life when we're dealing with successes and failures. So the conversation I was having with some of my brothers and sisters that I've dealt with in college is was always that I always wanted them to understand that it's not about who you perceive me to be or who you perceive a pastor to be that in the eyes of God, we're all the same because the scriptures say that we're all children of the King, right? We're all made in his image. So just because one person sitting on a pulpit doesn't mean that you're any different than that. And that goes back to the conversations we used to have debates about amongst our band about what's ministry and what's not ministry. Like, because we used to be indoctrinated to believe that ministry only took place from one direction. That means you had to be in front of the mic, in front of the pulpit saying anything versus that your whole life is a ministry. And when we say your whole life is a ministry, it's ultimately coming down to what purpose and a, and a life of fulfillment. Because everybody, no matter who we are on the planet, has a purpose. Yes. But it's, us, it's up to us to understand and to seek, to figure out what that purpose is. And Because everybody has a purpose. And, and purpose is tied to so many different factors in nature. And when we're outside mm-hmm. of the natural law, then you get chaos. That's why they say religion is division because religion mm-hmm. is man's attempt to try to control nature or the ways of the most high and try to impede it on captives or people or denominations. Cause you think about, we talked about it the other day with new King James version, King James version, international version, English standard version, revised standard version. <laughs> all the the, the denom or divis, divisiveness 
is set in order. So that made me think, okay, I got to go further beyond what I'm being told and see where's the root. We keep going back to that same concept of root, spirit, root, Mm -hmm. fruit, spirit, root, fruit. The spirit is where the most high dwells, the mental, the emotional, all that intangibles, your thought process, the way you operate. Because if you think something and you continue to act upon that, you bear the fruit of it. That's the environment you live in. That's why you have some people who live in 91606. Some people uh, live in 90210. This is California zip codes. So you go to the nicer side of town, Beverly Hills, things, a certain type of mindset and people and ways of approaching the law, looking at the law, they move in, right? That's one King James version, right? And then you have the lower tier or where the, um, the smaller communities or the, um, the social classes that are of lower income brackets, they live in a certain environment. And when you get there, you know, you're there as well, because guess what you have? Um, like you said, we got bodegas or you got check cash places. You got Mm -hmm. fast food, no whole food. All that is based on the, the info, the, the structures that have been built and that same process is put in quote unquote religion, but the book is not a religious book. The religion, religion and the most high are two different things. So Mm -hmm. God can be anything. So when someone says God, we think that means, Oh, that means you're talking about the same because we're all the same. Yes. And no, we are the same, but we're not the same. Fingerprints are not the same, even with your sibling, different fingerprints. So, Mm -hmm. but you, but all of us have, like you said, purpose. You have a reason for why you're here. Some people are supposed to be the clean agents, just like shrimp and lobster. What mm-hmm. do they do? They clean the earth. That's their job, right? So when the scripture puts certain dietary laws in place, you can understand what that meant. If you're looking at it from a natural perspective, if you try to look at the ways of the most high and spiritual law that's embedded into cultural practices by a religious lens, then that's when it becomes rules because you're not built to do that. Imagine a bee being told to do what only lions can do. Oh, I can't do that. You see what I'm saying? They're going to say to you, oh, I can't do that. That's too hard. So when you as a pastor's son or in an environment where you, it's easier for you to flow in those things because you grew up that way, it's a part of your cultural heritage. It's already embedded in your culture. A lot of the stuff you read in the scripture is embedded in what they call African culture. You can see it 100% all the way through, right? But that may not be the culture for everyone else. So the way you interpret the scriptures and the way I interpret it, ultimately has to be in the way that you live it. If, you, if you're not living it, or you don't know how to live it, or you've been told to live it a certain way based on religious dogma or doctrinal um, assignment, you're going to um, constantly vacillate in your walk with the Most High because you feel that you're not good enough or you can never hold those laws. But mm. once the Most High pulls it back and lets you see that the scriptures, all Genesis was, was a book on agriculture and that it's the alignments of how systems are made. If you try to read that from dogma or from ideologies from other cultural groups or from religious, you see all those are all different tiers I just mentioned there. Those are all separate tiers and crouching in on the interpretation. Snuff it out. Right. Now, I ain't even going to deal with it. <laughs> let me let me ask this question because you just touched on something uh, in, in regards to purpose, like uh, what's it called divine destiny, however we want to phrase it. But the concept of role, because, you know, sometimes people try to overreach or overextend themselves in areas mm-hmm. that they're not built for. Like you don't have the capacity to fulfill a position or a role, but yet still you think I need to reach that because that's my idea of success or how the scriptures call about coveting, covetousness. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're desiring things that aren't for you. And we unfortunately we live in a world that there's this competition and we're always looking to up the next person, right? So in this survival of the fittest, you may be doing level A and I'm thinking, all right, unless I'm doing level A, I'm not making it. So I need to knock you down or I need to find a way to reach your position or even eclipse you, right? So just talk about being content or is content a bad thing? Is it something that is a stagnant? Because sometimes we use the term stagnation, but yet still, is it something that is a man-made um, construct or 
Is it a possibility that you could be operating in your maximum potential, but to the world or to the natural eyes, you're just average. You're just blah. You're not doing anything. You know, you just say so because I, I I see and I talk to a lot of people and they and there are a lot of people in that zone where in accordance to the world and according to what they see, they're amounting to nothing. So therefore, they want to step out and begin to emulate and be like other people when they need to be in their own element and be where they're supposed to be and maximize that self to the fullest. So you go back to root, spirit, root, fruit. What is the agenda? What was the most highest intention and what is our society's intention? And based on that intention is what the doctrine or the education comes from to to train, to indoctrinate, to brainwash individuals to be responsive to a certain type of um, outcome. So Mm -hmm. if you've been taught from a a sort of a a pirating approach to overconsumption and a capitalization as it is in its in its current state. Now, capitalization as a principle in all is not necessarily bad, but it has to have balance. And there is there isn't balance. The balance is the same the same result, which is consume to consume. And if you're consuming, the natural law will say you will be consumed. So you're never going to win because you're it's a double. That's the double tongue. We were talking about earlier or the, the double negative. You're pursuing something so that you can get a place, so that you can get a this, so you can get a that. Once you understand that whatever you're going for, that a million, guess what? Someone got two. And then you get five, but someone has 20. Then you get 20, but he got 100. It's never going to end. So that's, the but that's the, that's the cycle. That's the, as Bob would call it, the rat race of continuum mm-hmm. that you keep going till you get burnt out, till you break the law, till you break your covenant, till you break this or till you do that. And then all of it is gone. So then Solomon asked himself, he said, what is this then? Mm-hmm. This is called yeah. vanity. Dang. So the son of David, our savior came. And what did he say? I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I don't worship both God and man. See, the most I hates idolatry beyond more mm. than anything we could think about. And that's what I'm learning more and more. That's humbling me of how idolatrous I was in my pursuits. Mm, idolatry. Oh, man. Repeat that again. Repeat that again. Idol- God hates what? That's the first commandment. He said, I will have. But just think about it logically. If you created all things and someone's ascribing other things that have no life to be the one that made it, you're going to feel hot, too. You did all that work for your working double jobs for your children to go to college. And then at the graduation, when they get sick, the, the highest honor, they up there talking about, I want to thank my friends and my boyfriend or my girlfriend for doing this. Da, 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 da. You and, I, and the seat going to be tore up. So imagine you being evil, me being evil, know how to get good gifts to your children. See, that's what the, the Savior was talking about. Mm-hmm. How much more does your father feel when he created all these things? He wakes us up. He gives us life. He gives us the birds, the bees. All of them do what they're supposed to do. Are they equal? Are birds and bees equal? How are we defining equal? Yeah, they're equally important to the overall structure of the Most High's divine plan, just like everyone else. Every single thing that's going on, if we would realign it to how would the Most High be looking like? Or back in the day, they used to have the, you remember the, the, the band that said, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. How would the WWJD. most high be looking at that? WWJD. Remember we had that song? All right, Peter, brother. Rest in power. Oh, man. Woo chill. Woo chill. Woo chill. Yeah, Woo we chill. gotta, yeah, we gotta yeah. find that clip. That was a that was a hard song though. Yeah. But anyhow. Yeah, yeah. So to go back to the point, there's gonna always be that 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 uh process of of realignment that has to happen from the way we look at things, the way we uh, process things from the most high perspective and idolatry is one of the hangups or the spiritual jurisdictional lines that the enemy can get us to step into so that they can be in control so that your net worth, your, your, uh, your value is based on what you have and what you do. So we see that mm-hmm. mentality came in from reconstruction, right? From embedded into the actual system itself so they started you talk about roles traditional role versus modern roles now unfortunately in the traditional roles a lot of women were being suppressed so they felt like 
oh, I need to get out and I need to do this. Or in certain instances, the male was not home. He was off to war or he couldn't find a job or whatever the reasons may be. There's always going to be a reason, but we have to realize what is causing the actual, the um, what do you call that that term? The... Um, Division, the the ebb and flow, the the sowing and reaping of. This is a a direct result of that. This happens, it triggers that cause and effect. Cause, thank Mm -hmm. you, sir. Yes, cause and effect. What is the cause and effect of this particular system? It's a capitalistic society. So the, the the focus is to make sure that everything that's being done is is serving mammon, as the scripture will call it, or serving money god. That's it. Now. If money God is the God, what are the results of that? What is the results of the society? That means the things that are life-giving, whether it be family or building with your children or getting to know them, is no longer a value because it's not going to. It's not something we can capitalize in physical material. Mm. See, so it's a detriment. There you go. So idolatry mm-hmm. mixed with um, materialism, mixed with you got a concoction of sowing and reaping that's only going to continue to reap more degradation more hatred more mental health more until it runs a month mm. so for us in this what what we need to learn from the most high perspective is what is the first thing okay we need not to worship other gods so when you don't worship materialism but you have material or you don't worship money but you have money you move in capitalism but you're not excessive then your worth is not based on how much you have because if you play that game you're going to always lose Anybody y'all want to pull up and act like they pop and bring them. I can point to another person who got more than them and diminish everything they stand for, but they may be great. According to what standard though? Great at what? Great at at what? This is the the shift. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, we we look through all history. The you can look in any civilization. Mm -hmm. The people you read about in books, it's not necessarily tied to money. It's tied to power or some type of influence, but more or less the influence of how they impacted something, whether it's positive or negative. There was never a dollar amount tied to it. Some, you know, and we just live in a culture where like, as you mentioned, idolatry, mammon, everything is money driven. People wake up in the morning, the only thing there is money on my mind, that's it. <laughs> so they're trying to figure out a way to make money. That's it. What type of life is that? Because at the end of the day, you can never have enough of it. And it's designed to do that. Because like you mentioned, you get a little bit, you want more. It's never enough. There's always this unsatiable desire for more and more. And then this is the beast because this is the engine to feed the beast. We give you a little bit, you taste it. Mm, That's good. Give me more. It's like sugar. We got more, more, more. And then you're addicted to it. The next you know, you have diabetes or you have some type of illness because your body has over saturated or overtaken or over consumed this thing because it's, it's, there's not a happy medium. So now what do you have to do? You have to go through a cleanse. You have to detox. You have to find a way to remove it. Or in people maybe going through drugs or alcohol, you have to go through withdrawal. You have to go through this therapeutic thing to remove some of these bad products and these bad things from your system. But we've always been talking and de- even we used to deal with this even when we were growing up about this whole idea of vanity. You know, remember we used to laugh at each other because before we got in our cars, we didn't want to crease our boots on Timberland. <laughs> so we would take it off. We would take off our Tims, our right ones, since we were, we'll take off our right Tims, put it there and either have some slides, some slippers or bare feet just so it wouldn't get scuffed up. And so therefore it was the perfectly, it was Man, never don't crazy. Make me, don't but once make again, me pull up my Tim's. I still got them Tim's for a long time ago. Nah, you feel me? I have, I have some butters over there, but, but, but it wasn't until we had that conversation. Like, so why do we do that? Because we're trying to keep it fresh to what impress to show ourselves to be. Yeah. We, we got the gear. We got the, today they call it swag. Yeah. We had the madness on DDTP. Nah, we don't wear that. We don't wear Tommy Hilfiger. We don't y'all Bama's. Why? Because we want to separate ourselves. Exclusivity. That we are a part of an organization or part of a group that's better than. Because ultimately that's where it comes down to. We, You think or in your mind, your spirit that this is better than because what? You've been given a place or given privilege and how do you show that to your fellow man? Mm. So once again, when you wake up every morning, what's the first thing in your mind? Mm-hmm. Because we as a people, if it's about how to acquire something, 
what our next move is going to be. Mm-hmm. We've bought into the system. Mm-hmm. And that system is also is a death system. So everything we complain about, I'm of the belief, and I tell people around me, don't complain about nothing as long as you're feeding it. Don't tell me about racism when you're doing everything in your power to reinforce the racism. You got people, you got communities that we could be helping. I had this conversation with a client today. She was talking, because she's from uh, St. Louis, and she was talking about how gentrification is taking place. And one of the things that she had to do was the city was trying to revitalize so-called these urban areas where a lot of low low to middle income people live. But because they want to take over the cities to attract more rich people or more high earners, they tend to buy out people. So she was saying her grandmother and some other her neighbors who had their houses paid off, they had to go get uh, lawyers and go into uh, civil court to fight against the counties and the governments because they tried to take over their land through eminent domain. And her biggest thing was she was saying, we don't need a whole new class or a whole new crop of people coming in. We just need a diversity of people. So. In these poor and impoverished so-called areas, we just need more middle class and more upper class people to live and commune together. It's not one or all, because if there's a if there's a diversity, that gives hope to all levels where the ecosystem can flow per, uh, perfectly. But, but that's with, not what that's not the agenda. That's not the agenda at all. But see, once again, I'm glad you said that because we people, believers, whoever, we adopt that same mentality. Oh, I don't want to live with them. Oh, it's dangerous over there. Mm-hmm. Hold up. You can go there for certain things, but in certain things, you can't live amongst them. Oh, okay. Because you think you're better than. Mm-hmm. But the place you go and they look at you just like you were the folks in the urban area. They don't want to be with you either. So why won't you go and invest and be with your own? And this is that that a part of that unification, that rechanging of the mind. No, your money is just as good. Our brothers and sisters, lower income classes, if we're not there to be that lifeline, to be that uh, in, uh, encourager or that that motivator, what opportunity are they going to see? So who's the role model going to be? How do you expect our young brothers and sisters to want to wanna go into STEM and be doctors if no doctors live in their neighborhood? If all they see is the, is the worst in society, why do we expect anything other than street culture and all these other things? These things that we consider to be an ill to society. Cause and effect. If the, Cause, cause and cause effect. effect. It's, it's so, built that so, way. So it's, 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 it's a duty for us to not run to the hills or run to the suburbs or to run away from the people that we say we, say we love the most. Because don't come marching now because a young man got shot by the police in an area that you ran away from. Mm. <laughs> because you could have been that lifeline. Mm. You could have been that, that hope. You could have been that beacon of light. You could have been that person. That person was like, you know what? I like you, Mr. PNM. Matter of fact, can can you mentor me? Can you is there is how can you help me to kind of better myself? And then we start to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. That's why for me, I always try to stay as close to the city as possible. I would rather be in the city. People are like, man, it's dangerous over there. It's like, man, I'm gonna get my navigator. I don't care. Go go blasting. I'm gonna go straight. I'm more comfortable here than I am over <laughs> here. Because here I'm like a fish out of water. I know the heart of the people. Right. And then we look at it when we look at the scriptures. When Jesus roamed the earth, he was amongst the people. When we were in the churches, even our band, that's something that was cultivating our spirit. Mm-hmm. Everything that we we're a part of was for the people that society has rejected. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all don't want this? That's our focus. When we go overseas, we're going to the rural area where nobody wants to go. Oh, those people are poor. Oh, those people are literate. That's how you look at it. Oh, those people can't do this. Mm-hmm. From what lens are you looking yeah. from? Because all I see is my brother and my sister, just like me. Mm-hmm. What, just because I went to school, I can speak a certain way I'm better than them? That's indoctrination. That's called miseducation. (laughs) A lot of us have been miseducated. And the unfortunate part is like the thing that you think you want, there's more of it over there. So if you're like, I used to drive Lyft and I used to think, man, if they treated us a little bit better and gave us a little bit more money, I would actually make more money. But that wouldn't fit the tenets of why they do what they do. The ghetto, all these things are projects. These are things that have been set in order so that it, it gets a desired response or an acquired response so that it triggers other things to get back to money money comes from poverty and war and all these different things that's how money or currency Currency. energy Mm -hmm. is created so if we understand how currency is created then we can determine the type of mindset we need to have but because things are moving in such a fast pace 
We're, we're being technologically driven to move through technology, move through the gates that have been set up, move through the portals that have been opened. You become zombie. You become oppressed, suppressed, depressed, possessed, still kill, destroy. All these elements are working in the spiritual realm. So trying to respond by going in the hood and, you know, being um, uh, the only doctor there, a lot of my understanding in that system, the way it's created, is not going to be quote unquote effective. But if you look at things from a spiritual standpoint, you can be in, but not of, you can parallel. There's ways to do it because there's many ways to success. Everyone's destiny isn't going to always come from the North. Some people can come from the South. Some people come from Southwest. Some people come from the East. All these different angles and ways of being, that's the importance of education and educating people by finding out what their gift and their talent is and helping to bring that out. That can be done. You can live in the hills. You can live wherever you want to live, but you isolating yourself from your own and from people who look like you is only a detriment to you long term. You think it's going to work out because you think they're going to accept you more, but you're being isolated. You're being isolated. And as you're being isolated, you're also being indoctrinated. So then that's going to happen for three to four generations. That's why you have, that's how Uncle Tom's came about. That's how traitors came about. That's how snitches came about. All those things come from bloodline. It's a pass down. When Jacob was giving his blessing to all of his children, he was telling them their character. So when you come from those different bloodlines, he said, Simeon, you are unstable as water because you did da 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 da. So when you see somebody who's unstable as water, that's the spirit. That's that's your bloodline. That's your people group. So once you understand people group, understand the the nations and how they've been set up from the Most High first, then what has been done throughout history, you can determine from a systemic standpoint what their tendencies are based on the fruit. Now, if you if you plant fruit out of its season or in the right in the wrong type of environment or soil when it's acidic versus alkaline and you plant that, it may grow, but it ain't going to be at its fullest potential. It's not going to last long. It's not going to do. So that's what we are when we're in the ghetto, when we're in when we're not in touch with the land and the earth. We are at a 60, 70, 30, 40, 50 percentage voltage currency. That's why you have low income. That's why you have low standards, low way of thinking, because it's coming from spirit space into physical spirit, root, fruit. So if the spirit is one way and you don't know how to tap into that, which is shrouded in the scriptures, shrouded in religion. That's why it says narrow is the way and few find it. It's mm-hmm. it's concocted in there. But all of the spells and the different ideologies that have been placed on it the interpretations and ways of being has been placed on it to suffocate it says when the spirit when the seed goes into the ground it goes in good soil but sometimes satan comes and he distorts it or it goes up in bad ground and it doesn't have no root because the cares of this life or the deceitfulness of riches riches can make you deceitful it can deceive you you can be deceived by the riches because you think you popping but you're not because hold on, let me, <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. Hold on, hold on. Baby. I don't want you to just to slide over that statement because you talked about Satan and deception. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a there is a such thing as good and evil. One hundred percent. Well, there's all of it. The Most High made, but depending on perspective, depending on circumstance, anything can be good or evil. Like too much mm-hmm. sun can be bad, which can Correct. be considered quote unquote evil. I look at sin. The term sin. To make it easier for the the layman or for the the lay person to understand is anything that's contrary to nature and the natural law, the way the most high created things. Once you go against it, you already in the set for judgment or correction. But you it may be. But the devil can be deceiving you to make you think. Remember, he deceived Adam and Eve and they saw that it was good to eat and they ate it, not knowing that they ate destruction that we feel to this day. But it appeared to look good. Like something can appear to be great. Like that sounds like a great contract. You're going to make a million dollars a year. Oh my gosh. But you didn't think about taxes. You didn't think about what you have to give up. You got to think about how you're going to have to give your whole life to it. Your family won't be able to be, you have to be called on 24 hours a day. You give yourself over. Is that what you want? And then your children get lost. They become a part of it. And then they get regurgitate because they know 
the principle that the scriptures that the most high put in place that it goes to the third and fourth generation so when willie lynch and all these different people or different documents came about and they used the biblical principles which they learned whether it be in the nicene creed or however they approached the scriptures to understand the principles of the most high they misused it and the book of Enoch talks about that, how the fallen, when they came in and were sleeping with the daughters of men, that's in Genesis chapter six, that they taught them different things. They taught them sciences. They taught them now how we, to Godriel, Godriel taught them how flip. to make. So that's why I'm really careful. And I'm more sensitive spiritually to when you say God, God, who God, who? which God, which one, <laughs> which one? who God, that, what God, <laughs> well, yeah, which, which God are you referring to? Because that, that was a conversation we're having and I don't want you to forget, but when we're talking in terms of, like you, you mentioned sin uh, or anything that's against anti-nature. Because the scriptures say to him that knoweth to do good and do it to not to him, it is a sin. So is there a concept of universal sin mm. or is could sin be on an individual basis? Because if, if it's how I not perceive it to be, mm. I could be walking in disobedience. And, they, and you may not know anything of what's going on in me internally, but my convictions in my heart that I have done something contrary to what I'm supposed to do, I now I'm in error. So when we look at Moses and hitting the rock, oh, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. for that person, for their divine destiny calling or, or what their relationship is, sometimes they could be doing, you could be operating in a way another person may not even know, may may be offended, but for you, you will suffer because what you know to be right you've done and you've gone contrary to nature or contrary to god himself sometimes you're born into it and they said we were some were born into iniquity some were born into vanity mm. already set for judgment so we're like oh my gosh what happened to that person oh. david the most High said to david because of what you've done that sword will not depart from your house and what happened? His son was trying to rape his... All kind of stuff was going on. And David understood that it was the ramifications because of his connection to the Most High that is passed down. So that's why I was talking about the whole idea of third and fourth generation, that the sin of the father will be will be visited on the, the next generation. You know, and I lived in Missouri, so my experience with European people groups have been very different. And moving to Los Angeles, you know, coming out of that religious structure, I began to see what was happening historically and, and, and what was happening from a religious standpoint. And it shocked me that I actually moved away. That was my first step away from religion and westernized Christianity. I was like, oh, this is insane. How could, hold on, what? But as I began to grow and revisit things and get past the emotional so you got to get past the emotional and try to see things from the most highest perspective. That's what the prophets are all about. Whenever you read the scripture and you read Isaiah, they're in a captivity. And then all of a sudden he says, I was up in the spirit. Ezekiel said, I was in the spirit on the most highest day. And he said to me, what do you see, son of man? I see a valley of dry bones. He, this is a vision he's having or a dream mm-hmm. or permonition, right. whatever term we want to use. He was having this vision. He's seeing these things. Then the most high is showing them in the spirit what is happening. That's why we need discernment. That's why we need the most high to guide us because some things are already set in motion based on decisions made by ancestral, um, um, what ancestors have done. Case in point, look what has happened to our people in the diaspora. The decisions that we continue to make is affecting the next generation. So we look at even music and that's why I feel such a calling, but I had to get a cleanse to get back into music space. Everything that's happening in the music space right now, all of the stuff that we're getting energy from or currency from, talking about the things we talk about, how we talk about it, the last evening is the hypersexualization, all those different things. Guess what's happening? There's a bunch of children who don't have fathers who's already in the system or not a part, deadbeat, or trying hard, working so hard that he can't be home. Those are all four, three, four different scenarios, and same thing on the mom's side, but the child is now being indoctrinated through programming that's coming through Music coming through movies, Everywhere. coming through cell phone. There's no, there's no, there's Everywhere. no way around it. So when it says the prince of the power of the air mm. controls the environment, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw negative energy fall. So to go back to what you're saying, being um, uh, bad versus good is dependent on obedience. 
Because what may appear to you as being bad, if I'm walking in obedience to the Most High or I'm walking in accordance to what the Most High has called me to do, is, is good unto me. You remember he says, and he, he, the Most High would do certain things that he say, and the Most High made Pharaoh hard in his heart so that he could do A, B, C, and D. Oh, the Most High made this happen so that this could happen. But mm -hmm. if you're in that situation, you'd be like, dang, that's a bad thing that happened. Mm -hmm. that, dang, he lied. Oh, dang, he did this. Or, oh, he got killed. Or, all oh, those children died. Or this, whatever it is. But you have to look at it from the Most High's perspective and his divine order that he spoke from the beginning. Whatever I said from the beginning will always be. You may try to veer off because I gave you some of my likeness and my image where you can create and do your own thing. But at the end of the day, it's coming back this way. However you want to flip that. So if you can't see, it could be that the Most High is not allowing you to see. Mm. I'm glad you said that because that goes back to the scripture. If my people who are what? Called by my name. What? We got to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves and pray. Yeah. Then what? what? What will be the direct result if you do I'll that? I'll realign you. I'll put you back in place. I'll heal your land. I will get heal you your land. Mm -hmm. So he could do it, but there is a formula that must take place before. <laughs> you know, he's giving you the option because that ultimately comes back to what we've always pondered as kids and even in our in our in the state of where that we are in today that at the end of the day what's the end if our goal is to be alive to get to heaven if that's all it's about there's nothing to do in the meantime just wait to get to heaven because if that's the destiny if that's what you're waiting for mm -hmm. off yourself and go but we know that's not the case <laughs> well we do know there's a process there there's life that must be living on earth as it is that in heavens. In heaven, that there's a duty. You, you see that how you just bridge that though. Body. What was the mm -hmm. first thing our Savior said? Mm -hmm. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. The most high mm -hmm. wants the reflection of heaven on earth. earth. So that's the kingdom. That's what he means by the kingdom on is earth. at hand. That's it. So can you see the kingdom? Can you see? He said, Blessed are those who could see. So that means there's people who can't see. They're looking mm -hmm. at the deception. They're looking at the riches. They're looking at the the mammon, which is man-made. It's man-made. I know it's so hard. I had to go through this myself. I was, mm. listen, my family was steeped. Even my bloodline was steeped in idolatry and in vanities. I can go back. Oh, my gosh. We're all, we're all, everybody. That's so the God of this I world. It, but, but that's the grace of the Father that he says, I'm going to visit you in this generation. And I see how I was going to get cut off on so many different levels. So many different levels where, oh, my goodness. Oh, woe is me. Aish. Hey, I need to get back to what the Most High has revealed in nature and in, in the land, not to be an extremist in anything, but always be prepared and balanced and move. Do we have to make money? Absolutely. Is making money bad? No. But when you love it and you begin to become vain in your imagination, the lust and your desire, that's when the illusion comes. Oh, the Most High will give you over. He's like, okay, get him off. Let You let him do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, him... His children, yeah, all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them go. Matter of fact, Satan, wipe. You can, yeah. Because you coming too. All of y'all go. That's the, that's the, that's Swimming why the prophets, it. like, we fear the most high. When they saw Ain in the spirit realm, they feared the most high. Not afraid, like, huh. no, just knowing that the one who created everything, the son that no one can touch, the one who, whoever created that is who we're talking about. So, if you weigh it up and your heart is right, if you can't see that, then my prayer is that the Most High will be gracious to you and allow you to see. Because you think you're good. You think, like we were saying earlier, oh, time will tell. You think you're in heaven, heaven but, but you're, you're living mm -hmm. in hell. That's Think, a song. That's a crucial song. The mind is the most powerful tool and the, the thing that causes us to fall, and I think we'll end here and go into it, is knowledge. The love of knowledge. Am I saying don't pursue mm -hmm. knowledge? Absolutely. But to what context and what degree? Because anything, too much of anything is not good. So Ever the learning. has to give us the wisdom. Ever wisdom, learning. Knowledge, understanding, overstanding. Mm -hmm. You need to overstand what is happening. You need to discern it. But the Most High is the only one who can give discernment. So you come. The Most High is already in you. No matter what nation you're from, he's in you. He relates to your bloodline in a certain way. You have to be willing to understand what it is and not allow these forms these concoctions of religion that has been passed down after men have come together and have put their own spells on it and have tried to usurp the word miss it 
misinform it, shift it, change, copyright infringement, all kind of data infringement and, and mixing it and putting names and all kind of... The most High can flip through all that. That's why the Savior said, my spirit will lead you into all truth. My spirit. Will lead you into the truth. And the truth is very difficult. But once you live in it, it's liberating because now you don't have no other gods before the most. Mm -hmm. And then the resources actually come. All of the, the all of the forefathers that you see in the scripture, they were, if you want to call it loaded, but they were caretakers of the land. That's real wealth. You have your food, you're self-sustaining. If you're not self-sustained, you have to go to someone else for anything, food, for your money, for your anything. That means you're, you're not wealthy. Yes. Let me tell you something. I had to learn. Some some of the most wealthiest people we saw that we saw on our trip this summer, mm. we're talking thousands of acres. Mm. But if somebody saw them, they're like, oh man, those people are poor. <laughs> you know what they have? The poor shall be rich. Didn't he say that? Mm. Do you know what they have? We're talking. <laughs> but even to the people, they didn't realize what they had. Because they were allowing outsiders. Mm to define them based on their perspective of where they are. They're like, oh, they live over there in that little brick building that's not even 500 square feet. That whole family lives there. Oh, man, that's poverty. <laughs> but they own thousands of acres. And you have a house that is 5,000 square feet on no acres and you own nothing. <laughs> Who is rich? <laughs> Are you people crazy? <laughs> you pay. You have to pay somebody every month, and if you miss Are you crazy? Two, three payments, so they go they, get it all. So this is why we were having that, that that whole discussion. You know that back and forth in regards to not only perception, right, mm -hmm. but success. Mm -hmm. Whose idea of success? And and that's why content. Because my dad was always he used to always say, "Don't mm. try to achieve something that is not for you." Be comfortable in who you are and just be okay. Just because you make $300,000, does that mean you have to live in a house that's $5 million? You can still live in a house that's $100,000. You, you could do it, but it's your mindset. It, it's your money. It's your mindset. Because what is the intent for the thing that you had? Because the most richest people on the planet, what they do, they acquire the money and at the end, they're like, ah, just give it away. You work your whole life to just give it away. You could be giving away from the very beginning. And making more, make yourself more rich. Impact. That's legacy. Impact. That's it. That your name will be always remembered. Cause like, man, when we were young, he, they, 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 they built this, they built this, they gave this, they gave this. All my whole lineage was able to go to school because this person gave me this. Mm -hmm. This person inspired me to do this. Those are the real change. Those are the real role models. Like, let's stop paying attention to these things that are on the TV screens. There's an agenda around why we what they want us to be distracted to pay attention to that. These are nobody. They're yeah. everyday people just like it. No one is better. What I try to tell my young girls, my kids all the time, don't ever think you're better than somebody. Mm. You are not, don't ever let me catch the, uh, even a stench that you think you are better than somebody else because you're not. Yes. You're just another human being on the planet. You yeah. require the same nutrients, mm. the same water, the same air. You have the same blood color. You are not better than anybody. Mm. It's a privilege to be here. You need to treat your fellow man as such. Because once again, how could I love my brother or God who I haven't seen, but I don't love the brother who I do see? Mm -hmm. How is that possible? And that's more in the bloodline too as well. Not saying you shouldn't love um, all human humanoids or human mm -hmm. beings, but in this day and age where we are as a people, we that scripture is talking about your own your own people your own bloodline. It says the savior came for the lost sheep of his bloodline. Mm -hmm. Right? So when he's saying, turn the other cheek, is he saying, turn the other cheek to people who hate you, who are your enemies? That's what the, that's the way they've, they've presented it. But the context has to be in what was his overall mission. His overall mission was to do the will of the father and to call to the lost sheep. So if my brother is my enemy, which we have a lot of enemies that are of your same bloodline, Look at the love your brother is what um, Ukraine and Russia need to practice. You see, just like right now in Sudan, between the, the two paramil the paramilitary group and the, the government group, 
love your neighbor, turn your back, despitefully use you and abuse. See, that makes more sense. So that once again, that kicks into the wisdom and the the insight and how we've been what taught, how you've been educated. So you've been educated, turn the other cheek, forgive. Duh, 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 duh. What is the result of that? What has been the fruit of that? Has it been productive? In certain instances, yes, but it should not be the default. Mm-hmm. You may not be the one who is doing what your bloodlines with peoples have done in the past. Everyone, we can't blanket anybody with everything. Correct. However, while the Most High is being gracious and he hasn't brought you through a time of testing or or the cause and effect hasn't hit you yet, you may not deal with this problem. But as the world is shifting and things are turning, we could try to do all this concoctions of like, you know, um, population control or all these different agendas and reasons for why they put certain laws in place to try to withhold this and change that and protect this and sustain and listen, all of that at the end of the day is still going to end up the way the most high said it was from the beginning. So walk in righteousness as you know how and help where you can so that when the, when the shift happens, that's what Joshua was telling the harlot. We say, hey, listen, if you do what I say and you do this, when the most high comes, your family is going to be spared. But if not, if you found outside of it, you don't got the blood on the doorpost, whether you're in mm. Egypt with Moses or you don't have that string hanging out your window. Oh, it's coming down on you. I remember telling that to one brother, uh, a European guy. I forgot where he's from. I think he was from like Holland or something like that. And I told him, I said, listen. Cause he was like, what am I supposed to do, man? I know what my peoples have done. And I, and I just, I, I don't like what they've done. Da, da, da. I said, the, the most high sees the heart. So if you're doing what you can within your means to do good to other groups of people, whatever, paying it forward, whether you know if your ancestors were involved or not, there was a benefit as they call it in pop popular culture. Now it's called uh, white privilege or all these different terms. They use these these silos of strongholds that have been created, white privilege, white supremacy, all this stuff. None of that stuff is real to me. I know it, it exists in that system and it exists. There's ramification to it. But in actuality, just because something physically exists doesn't mean that it's actually real. Just like we're in California. California is literally Aztec land or Inca land or it's a native lands. But and that's that's the truth but the fact is it's under u.s jurisdiction for the past however many ever years it's been now getting closer to two something or around two something but understanding those particular principles and doing what you can maybe the most high will have mercy on your grandchildren on your great-grandchildren on your seed to come so if you only think linearly based on the way we've been taught here to only think about oneself right now that's the survival of the fittest you were talking about that mindset is unsustainable it has no longevity america as we know it there was new amsterdam before this happened there was new spain so all the european powers have been in these spaces and now we have a united front but the most high, according to scripture, has already shown that this was going to happen. And there is and that the shift is happening. If you can That's, see it, mm-hmm. he said, if I give you the eyes to see, I can see because of his grace being able to show me. So he prompt he told us out of Ashan, you need to go and tell my people what is happening. And we're a stiff necked people. We may not listen. Some of us aren't going to pay attention to think like I ain't trying to hear all that. I'm here to get money. OK, cool. Get the money. But remember who's on the money and remember what currency is pushing the money. That's what's going to show up in the end, regardless of what you think or you is perceived to be. So we're not here to like coddle and make it easy. No, this is a very serious time. But this is also a great opportunity to shift the narrative by creating from spirit space, from where the most high created it, regardless of how it looks right now. Can you see? Can you see? That's it. Can you see it? Open your eyes. That's it. That's it. Yeah, each and every day, you know, just ask the good Lord to open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, to see what's around, to make you more aware. Mm -hmm. Aware for yourself so you can see, just as a shepherd Mm -hmm. has to see and be a watchful eye over the flock, over those who can't see. So if you've been called and chosen for a higher level, a higher calling, a higher responsibility, it's incumbent on you to begin to be more aware and to understand that your life is not yours. That literally you have to be, as we say, a living sacrifice. You have to be willing to sacrifice. 
So there's some comfortability. There's some security. There's some things that are going to be very uneasy. But as long as you understand the purpose, the plan and the mission, it'll all be well. Man, and you need your community. And and we'll get back into our mm-hmm. identity because a lot of the reason why the trinkets catch us all the time we keep falling for is because of a lack of identity, a lack of self, a lack of, of knowing oneself all the way to the root. You know, we keep talking about that spirit root. Look at the root. Speaking a language that's not your own, being in an environment that's not your natural habitat. All those different things we talked about with the color time versus, um, you know, normal time and so forth and so on. Or the, the August for Augustine, October is octagon eight, but it's the number 10. So you see all these different, this is all done with ideals and purpose. So those who understand those realities, or they call secret knowledge or uh, occultism, all these different terms that are used at the end of the day. The most high is the one who set the precedence. Everything we're doing in technology, everything that we uh, are amount, uh, uh, trying to amass, nature already has it. It's already been done. So you're just a carpet copy trying to front like you somebody else. Where I'm from, we call them Bamas. Now, that's no disrespect to people from Alabama or from the South, although I know it has that connection piece. And my friend used to get at me about that. But where I'm from in D.C., Bama can be a good thing. Just depends. But in most cases, we call them a Bama. You're a Bama. That's it. You're a Bama. You a straight up Bama. Yeah, man. So don't forget to click, subscribe, like, send questions, whatever it may be. We're going to be coming at you every week. We're building into that, into the summer months, um, into the fall. Um, and then we have some events that are going to be coming up and sharing more information about what Ashana is doing in the world and trying to bring the people back to the land, bring them back to the father. Because if you get back to the land, you're going to learn the most high. And that's what has been a beautiful journey. Even you look at Moses, when Moses was pulled out of Egypt, he took him to the wilderness and he was a shepherd for 40 years. So the Most High has to retrain you back to nature, reacclimate you, and then bring you back into fullness of purpose. Why would you want to come into this realm and not fully have your purpose? You was not born to make money. That doesn't make sense. You wasn't born to be anything someone else wanted you to be. Now, those tools can be helpful in pursuit of fulfilling your purpose and your and your goals but it is not the reason for who you are because that's tied into identity if you don't have a sense of who you are you don't have a sense of what tribe you're from i went through the whole thing and i'm first generation and i've been restored he restoreth my soul see that's what the psalmist said he restores my soul he restored my soul when i was able to go to ghana i'm so excited that we're going to be going to ghana the team that we're taking with us it'll be their first time going to ghana so you're seeing a beautiful Um, reconnection to the land from a different lens, not just going there to be like, oh, I'm going to see the roots. No, you're going to the land of your fathers to reconnect. As Cole said earlier, to heal the land. And if the land is healed, you're connected to the land. Imagine what's going to happen. And he said, my blessings is for a thousand generations. See, the devil will catch you for three to four and then keep flipping that and have to keep hitting you with cycles to trick you. But the most I say, if you just give me a grain of mustard seed, just walk in abundance. I love you so much. As soon as you just put that in the ground, your great, 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 great grandchildren gonna be connected. Yes. Peace.